But um, I just want to bring the word this morning and welcome to our Zoom audience as always. It is great to have you online with us. I'm not sure who is there, but you are really welcome um, and we love having you with us. Um, but let me just pray and then I want to bring the word. I'm excited uh, of what God has to say this morning, I truly believe. Dear Lord, I thank you that uh, you know, you're doing a great thing in our church. You're doing a great thing in our young people, Lord. Thank you for you know, uh, Leah's, Lord God, uh, testimony there, Lord, of just connecting with people and making friends, Lord. You know, your, your house is, should be a house that, Lord God, people feel comfortable, people feel loved, people feel like they're cared for, Lord. And that's, that's what she felt yesterday, Lord God. And that's, that is what God is about, the, the family of Christ being established on this earth. And I thank you that you're going to speak this morning. Um, and I pray that you would just do what you do best, Lord, and that is just pinpoint what it is that you need to pinpoint in people's hearts and lives. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Amen. But uh, yes, so if I'm a little bit tired, you understand now why. Okay, I was the uh, designated driver of the Mazda MPV, and I'm telling you, it's a beautiful ride. Anyone doesn't believe me, just we'll have to organize a drive, especially the subwoofer. Okay. I said to Trang, as actually, I said, we have to pretend for a moment that we are young people. And I, you know, I just increased that volume a bit. And, and uh, it was doof doof music. Okay. So you could hear it from like Goulburn and we were in Canberra still. It was pretty awesome. Uh, but you have to have fun, right? Uh, but I want to I preach a sermon I've entitled The God of Yesterday, Today and Forever. And uh, the scripture says... The scripture says this, this is the key scripture, Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Isn't that a comforting thought, a comforting scripture, knowing in the light of uncertainty, in the light of confusion that the world offers, there is one, Jesus Christ, who remains the same and is and will always be a secure foundation that we can build our life upon. I just love that. Now, last week, I focused on the God of yesterday. Okay, I focused on the God of yesterday. Today, I want to focus on the God of today. That's where we're going. But before I do, let me just recap some of the main points from last week, because for those who were not here, it's nice to kind of know what the heck I'm talking about. So last week, we learned that we can build our faith for 2023. It's January. I want us to launch into this year, you know, sky high, believing in faith that God has good things ahead of us. But we can build our faith for 2023 by reminding ourselves of God's past faithfulness, continuously faithful. When presented with challenges, it's easy to forget the faithful God of yesterday, isn't it? It's like, our memory can be like a fish. I think a fish has a memory of three seconds. I might be wrong, but you know, we just forget sometimes that God was faithful in the past. And to build your faith, remind yourself about how good He has been. A couple examples of forgetting God's past faithfulness are found in Scripture. And I spoke about the Israelites who forgot the faithfulness of God. He delivered them out of Egypt. They saw God's miraculous. They saw Him, you know, one after the other, plague after another. And they were not touched 
But we fast forward and now they're in the wilderness on their way to the promised land. And they come and complain to Moses and Aaron. They said, you brought us into this land to starve us. It was better when we were in Egypt because our, our tummies were filled and on meat and we were okay. But you've brought us out here to starve us and basically to let us die. The same people who had seen God do miraculous are now complaining. It's easy to forget what God does in your life. And of course, I talked about the disciples when confronted with an unexpected while at sea, also reacted with a lack of faith. They began to panic and they forgot the God of faithfulness in Jesus Christ and all the miracles He was doing. They witnessed Him healing the paralytic, raising the dead, doing things that no, no human being had ever done. And now they're in a storm, the unexpected, something that hit them, and they're panicking and they're forgetting. And I related it to us. And of course, we can sometimes be so similar in that we forget that God was faithful in the past. It's unexpected to us, but it's not unexpected to Him. We can worry and fret, but he doesn't worry and fret because he's ahead of us. I truly believe that, and that's what the Word says. He was faithful before, the God of yesterday, and he'll be faithful today and this year for 2023. I truly believe that, and I'm excited about that. But today, today, I want to focus on the God of today. Okay, the God of today. I don't know about you. But I'll start by just saying that sometimes I wake up in the morning and it's so easy to be flooded with a multitude of thoughts. You know, you haven't even stepped out of bed and you're bombarded with life and, and the things of life. You know, for some of us, I want to speak to, I want to get to your, you know, the, the place that you are at, possibly for some of us. You might experience thoughts from the very morning of worry, some of you may be fear or guilt, shame or condemnation. The very first thing that greets you is you're worthless. You don't belong. You're not good enough. Frustration, discouragement, maybe hopelessness and loneliness. Nobody cares about me. Nobody wants anything to do with me. Even before the day starts, sometimes that's what can greet us in the morning. And some of the thoughts, can I just say, that bombard you, they are warranted, some, some. Because truly some of you are facing challenges that are impossible to ignore. It's just the way life is, right? You don't have to live long enough to know that sometimes we're confronted with things that, hey, this is the first thing I think about in the morning because it's in my face. It's right in my face. But let me ask you something. What would Jesus do or say to you if you had the opportunity to speak with him? What would he say? What would he do? The good news is Jesus does speak to us and teaches us how to respond through his word. There are so many instructions that He is speaking to you and to me every single day. Jesus speaks to us 
And of course, in the New Testament, you see Jesus speak to us. Who has a Bible that has the Jesus words written in red? Yeah, how cool is that, right? It's like when you're reading it, you're like, whoa, that's Jesus actually speaking to me. But all through his word, because the word is centered around God, his son and the Holy Spirit, it's him speaking to you. It's him teaching us. And we discover by submitting our lives to him, we can hear his word. We can hear what he's saying, allowing him to guide us. Now, can I just say back to what I was saying about thoughts? Some thoughts that flood our minds are related to our past, what has been. Other thoughts are about what will be, the future, what has been and what will be. Carrying guilt, for example, shame and condemnation into my new day from past mistakes. Bringing that baggage into my new day, right? Or worrying about what may occur in the future while in the middle of a trial. And of course, I'm not throwing stones at you because it's human nature to go where the future is and start to dwell there, right? We just all do it, right? And we start to worry. But that's future-orientated. That's, that's in, in the future, Can I just say, we cannot undo the past. (laughs) And we have absolutely no control of the future. Past, I can't undo it. Future, I'm not there, I have no control. And God's Word, God's Word instructs us to focus on the present. Right here. Right now, one day at a time, one step at a time. As a matter of fact, I love what Anton quoted the scripture, his grace is sufficient for me in every situation. Listen, for right now, when your mind begins to dwell into the future and you're thinking, where's the grace there? Well, hang on a second, you're not there yet. He's giving you the grace right here, right now to respond in a way that He would want you to respond in. The grace for right now. And when you're in tomorrow, guess what? His grace will be there, as rich as it is today and as available as it is today. Can anybody say amen to that? Jesus addresses the needs and challenges of today. And we can trust that He will address them Tomorrow, but we aren't living in tomorrow, we're living in today. So instead, let's incline our ear to God's instructions and live in the present. Live here, don't let mind go there or there. God needs you to live here and now. So, let me share some passages. I want to share some passages. And I won't take very long. I just want to share some passages that I believe are powerful that acknowledge the God of today. Okay? The God of the present. Let me share some passages that are powerful. The first point I want to make, and they're all P's, by the way, because I like to help people remember what was spoken and preached. (laughs) 
helps me anyway. So the first point I want to make is the God of the present is with you today. The God of the present. Now listen to Psalm 139. It says this. You know my sitting down and my rising up. Let me ask a question. Did we all rise up this morning? Right? We all rose up, right? We got out of bed. It says, you know my sitting down and my rising up. That's a, the God of the present. He, he knew that I woke up this morning and I got out of bed. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Powerful. The God of the present. The God of today. Whether you feel him or not, whether you feel him or not, the God of the present church is here with us each and every day, each and every day. And knowing God is with you changes everything, doesn't it? Hey, God is with me. However I'm approaching this situation, hang on a second. God is with me in this situation. I'm not alone. It changes everything. When, the, when, when, when bombarded with troublesome thoughts, okay, when you're in the thick of the trial or tribulation, stop and think for a moment. I'm not alone. God is with me. He saw me rise this morning. He knows my sitting down and my rising up. The God of the present is acquainted with awe. All my ways. Psalm 118, let me continue on this. The God of the present is with you today. It says this. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Notice it doesn't say this. There once was a day the Lord had made. It doesn't say that and it doesn't say there will be a day that the Lord will make. No, it says this is the day. This is the day. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Highlighting the God of the present who is with you today. It is an absolute game changer because you're not alone. And whatever you're facing, church, whatever you may face in the future, just know this. Take heart that he knows everything that you are going to go through, everything that you're going through right now, everything that you're going to go into the future. He knows everything. He's with you. The God of the present is with you today. I want to talk about another wonderful attribute of our God about today. So the first one was the God of the present is with you today. The second one, the God of provision is with you today. The God of provision. Matthew 6.25 says this, Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. 
I had to worry about it actually today <laughs> because I came home, I go, is this shirt too small? And I got my wife's advice and so I worried a little bit. <laughs> is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the, of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, oh you of little faith. Therefore, listen to this, church, for all of us, do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, okay, the God of the present, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Allow the God of yesterday, today, and forever to worry about tomorrow. But as far as we are concerned, do not worry about tomorrow. There's enough on your plate to focus on Today And this is an instruction, an instruction from Jesus Christ. Now listen, what could be more relevant? Tell me, what could be more relevant than addressing our most important needs? Jesus talks about it's what we eat or what we drink and what we wear. That's pretty important, right? Who's thinking about lunch already? <laughs> Anyone? Who's thinking about, oh, I should have defrosted the meat before I went to church this morning, anyone? We think about food. We think about what we need to eat. We think about what we need to drink. We do think about what we need to wear. And I love how Jesus is so practical because he talks about the things that matter to us, the things that are most important to us. But here's the thing. Jesus, he takes full ownership of being the provider. I am. I'm the provider. He takes that ownership. He says, stop. You're not the provider. Your employers are not the provider. You know, I had a friend once advise me, and he said some really great advice to me, and it stuck with me. He said to me this. He said, Dave, the biggest mistake you can make, or probably not the biggest, but one of the a big mistake you can make is directing the eyes of your loved ones on you as being the provider. What you need to do, he said to me, is always direct your loved ones onto the provider. And Jesus takes full ownership. I'm the provider. Not you. I am. It's powerful. Direct the eyes of your loved ones onto Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And how often do we require food, drink, and clothing? How often? Every day, right? Every day. This beautiful passage, it highlights this. 
the God of today. The God of today who knows you need to be fed, who knows you need to be clothed, who knows you need drink. It highlights He is present today. He is with us today. He is the provider today. Meeting the needs that we have on a daily basis. Can I just say, we don't have to fear the prospect of a recession or the challenges of international trade. I'm not saying not to pray for the challenges that happen in the world. Of course, pray. But don't take the position of provider out of the hand of the provider. You know, I remember when COVID was happening and the shelves were getting empty. Does anyone remember that? There was a moment there that I began to worry. I did. Because I was like, what is next? You know, you can't get this. You can't get that. What's next? And I'm starting to default into my human nature and start thinking about the little people that I have in my home and my wife. And I start to worry. But I'm convicted by this because, you know, we in the Western world believe somehow because of our uh, opportunity and because of our position that we somehow are the providers. Can I tell you something? It only takes a a situation of any kind to knock you off your pedestal and to help you realize you are not the provider. I am not the provider. God is the provider. And he takes ownership of that. And let us understand that he's the provider yesterday and he's the provider today. And don't worry about tomorrow. He's there. You're not. Stay here and trust that he'll provide all my needs. Can anybody say amen to that? So the first one, God, is the present one here with you today. God is the provider here with you today. Now listen, and I really believe that this one is an important one for some people in this church. I just felt it's important. The God of peace is with you today. The God of peace is with you today. Philippians 4.4 4 says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, the things that you learned and received And heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Let me draw some truths out of this passage that I truly believe are powerful. The God of peace invites you, invites me today to enter into a peace that only He can provide. Only He, not a holiday. Not a new home, not a better paycheck, not a relational, you know, healing. Of course, that's important. I'm not saying that. But there is a peace that comes only from Him. 
listen, this is mine, this shirt, okay? This shirt belongs to me. I'm the only one that can give this shirt away, correct? Because it's mine, it belongs to me. And if you'd like it, I'm sure I can give it to you, okay? I'm not that clingy to my possessions. But this belongs to me. Now, the only way that you can receive what I have is by you coming to me. You come to the owner of the possession. God is the owner of peace. You come to the owner of peace and you ask him for the peace that only he can give you. Come on, amen. Peace belongs to God and we can receive it by coming to him. Now this passage, it gives us a clear instruction or clear instructions on how to approach him to possess this peace. The Bible says by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, you make your request known to God. This is the request that you already know, but I'm making them known to you. The peace He gives surpasses all understanding. And you, know, you want to know why? Because it's a peace that comes from Him. That's why it surpasses all understanding, because it's a holy peace. It's a peace that doesn't necessarily make sense in what is going on around you. But it's a peace that He gives you because it comes from Him and it surpasses all understanding. His peace frees you from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. You find peace because you invite God into the center of your situation. You acknowledge the God of the present. You say, come, be in this situation. Now, there's a song, there's a powerful song that Carl's going to play, and then I'm going to finish this word. What I encourage you to do is read the words, and for those who needed to hear this, let the Holy Spirit speak to you and, 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 just, and just do what He does best as you read the words and, and let, receive, receive this into your spirit. Praise God. Isn't that not powerful? God of peace is with you today, is with you today. Receive that into your spirit today, right here, right now, with you. And let me just finish with my last one, last point. So the God of the present is with you today. The God of provision is with you today. The God of peace is with you today. And the last but not least, the God, God of pardon is with you today. The God of pardon is with you today. And 1 John 1.9 says this, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive. Can I actually invite the worship team to come back up if that's okay? If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I said before, sometimes, you know, what might greet you in the morning is shame and condemnation and guilt. But thank God that today, 
today, if you're in that place flooded with thoughts of shame, guilt, condemnation, or whatever, you can come to that place of confession to Jesus Christ of your sins and saying, Lord, you know where I've been. You know what I've done. But thank you that you are faithful and just to forgive all the sin in my life, everything that I've done, everything that I've done against your commandments. And you can cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And in Lamentations, I love this. It says, Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every, every morning. They are new. The God of the present is with you today. They are new every single morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great was your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Great will be your faithfulness. Because you're the same yesterday, you are the same today, and you are the same forever. You're consistent. And your mercy is new every morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Why don't we close our eyes for a moment and just have that moment of privacy, if you don't mind.